It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. Recently, I did a book signing at the local uh, at a local Barnes & Noble store, and this is the first time that I had done that. When I arrived, there was a table with my books on it, and there was a sign beside the table introducing me. You learn a lot about people when you do events like this. Some people will respond when you say hello. Others will walk the other way and pretend they don't see you or hear you. It's pretty funny. A few people walked away uh, when they saw that my book had the phrase high achiever in the title because they didn't think it was possible for them to be a high achiever. And others talked to me and promised to come back before they left, and they didn't. It amazes me how quickly people will give up on themselves. And there was a time when I did not believe I deserved to achieve anything great in my life either. Uh, But fortunately, I got around the right people. You are the average of the five people that you hang around the most. At the end of the day, I did sell some books and it was a good experience. In fact, this store invited me to come back in a few months to do another book signing. So that's exciting. The question I want to ask is, is there an area in your life where you're not fully believing in yourself? I can almost guarantee that those limiting beliefs are within yourself. I encourage you to really examine what those might be and ask yourself what is possible if you did achieve something significant. You will be so glad you did. With all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest, and my guest is Tyson James Lee. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He's worked in the fitness and personal training industry for many years. He launched his own company called TyFit, which is a company built on delivering the truth to the world about nutrition and fitness, and his goal is to have a direct impact on the obesity epidemic in America. TyFit teaches weight loss, muscle gain, injury recovery, anti-aging, and ultimate human performance. He has spent a lot of time trying to find the most effective ways to achieve ultimate body health. His clients lose an average of 30 pounds in three to 12 weeks. Tyson himself has overcome several career and life-threatening injuries, including strep A blood infection. Later, he blew out three discs in his back, and each time being forced to discover more effective ways to achieve peak performance without putting severe stress on his body. And after every injury, he's come back stronger, faster, and bigger, only gaining a wealth of knowledge in the process. So here we are with my very special guest, Tyson James Lee. Tyson, how are you today? Brian, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for joining me today. It'll be a fun show. I know it will be. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've got a lot, I'm sure we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Awesome. So the first thing I normally ask is uh, have us learn a little bit more about your background. How did you get started? What are some of the things that you overcame along the way? I know it's been a very interesting journey for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, my mother and father were uh, always very, very active. And so I was engaged in sports, um, you know, for a very long time. And when I was younger, what I wanted, most kids want to grow up and they want to be a professional athlete. I wanted 
to work for the Chicago Cubs or for the Bears. And I wanted to train professional athletes. So I've always had a fascination with training people. So I went down the normal road, got the certification, um, started going to college. But something didn't sit right with me. And um, I just, and when I started training people, I didn't feel that they were getting the results that they possibly could get. And so that spurred me into about seven, eight years of consistent research and finding the fastest and most effective ways to get people the best results um, and, you know, give people a chance to, to improve their health. And today's day and age, um, it's getting tougher and tougher. That's that's fantastic. And I, I know it certainly is. There are a lot of things that can distract us from a focus of health and fitness because there's just so much stuff out there that's just not terribly healthy. Let me ask you, I mean, you went through some health challenges. How did you how did you deal with that in terms of your mindset? Because I'm sure that those were huge setbacks for you. Yeah, they were. And, you know, it's funny because I've recently gone through some other um, some recent trials and tribulations, and I was really self-reflecting to the, the times that I had gone through difficult challenges in life, um, you know, in the previous. And the truth is, is there's always what I call this, like, knockdown phase, right? Um, when something first happens, when you lose a loved one, when you get injured to a certain point to where it may affect the rest of your life, um, it it's really impactful and there's a knockdown period, right? Like a, a kind of like when you get punched, you know, the, the stars go around the guy's head. There's a minute where you have to kind of regain focus. Once you regain focus, you just, for me, I've just focused on a goal. Um, so a lot of it has come more so of getting myself out of where I cur currently was than getting myself to being at a place that I wanted to be. So for instance, I was like in my twenties, I'm like, there's no way I'm not going to be able to, you know, consistently be in the gym for a long period of time. So I would focus on what it looked like to be completely full and completely, you know, able just like I was before my injuries. And then you just go and you wake up every day um, and you move forward and momentum is everything. So you find momentum and you don't let it go. Absolutely. So how did you discover your passion for fitness? You weren't always in the shape that you're in now, right? No. Nope, I was not, you know, but like I said, as a kid, played a lot of athletics. And really, like we're talking about, a lot of where I moved in my life was not really because I was focused on the destination. It was what I was trying to get away from. And the first, you know, 27 years of my life, I was, you know, trying to get away from a lot. Now, I was the small guy, Brian, like mm -hmm. small, small. So my freshman year of high school, um, I was four foot 11, 87 pounds. So there was not a female in the entire high school that was smaller than me. And so it fit our, you know, when I found fitness, it was about not being the small guy anymore, putting on some muscle. Obviously now that's totally different. Why I do what I do is completely different, but at the time, um, that was what got me into it. Wow. That's, that's interesting. I love hearing people's big reason why I mean, you didn't want to be the smallest guy in your class anymore. That's, that's really great. What do you think stops people from reaching their full potential? Oh, to be honest, like I've, I've coached individuals now for over three years. It's, it's not. Okay. I believe the number one thing that prevents people from getting what they want in life are you ready for it? It's not mm -hmm. something you heard before. It's willingness. 
Mm. Most people are full of crap. Most people will tell you they want this, they want that. But when you really look at it, when you really uncover and look at the nuts and bolts of how they're operating, it doesn't look like they want it very much at all. They've convinced themselves that they have wanted something, but they haven't actually gotten real with themselves about how willing they are to do the, put in the work to achieve that result. And so I really think it comes down. Sure, people look at a nice body and say, wow, I'd like to have that. People never really look at a nice body and say, well, I'd really like to spend you know, 20 hours in the gym uh, for the next six years. It's not the way it works, but it's a willingness. It's a willingness to do the work. That's why people don't have what they want. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, absolutely and, believe that. And second, I'll touch on the second reason in coaching people. It's deep-rooted belief systems and patterns. Um, mm-hmm. And to change those, it takes, it takes years of consistent work and repetition. Um, and so, but if somebody is willing, then they're willing to go in and look at their past, look at the reasons why they have created the current results they have in their life and do what is needed to change it to create the desired results. Yeah. And in terms of the mindset, do you think it's because people somehow don't think they deserve to have great health or they think that I can never be like the person in the magazine? Yeah. So if you had a limiting belief that you didn't deserve it, basically every time that you would start to achieve great things in life, you'd find a way to sabotage it. Mm, that That is so critical uh, because you know, I, people lose weight and then they gain it back. What do, what do you think that's about? Is it because they've changed something mm. so much that they're just not used to it and they think they can't sustain it or what do you think? Well, you know, there's, there can, you could approach this from a lot of different angles. I think the one reason people don't get long-term results is it's going to be very similar to my last answer. It's because people change the action without actually changing the thought or the belief behind the action, right? So, for instance, people, like, will never give up their love for cheesecake, but they'll stop eating it for six months. Well, eventually, you know, that cheesecake and the person are going to be drawn closer together because that person's still thinking of it. So they actually don't get into the behavioral change. They just change their actions, but they don't actually change the emotion behind them. So you go on a three-month diet plan, you work with a coach, you have a regimented plan, you're going, awesome, you lose 40 pounds. All of a sudden, you wake up one day, the 90 days is over, your coach ain't there, um, and now you have to take all the information you learned and implement it into your life. Um, it can it can be difficult. So when I focus with my clients on sustainable results, we try to not only find a sustainable method, but I talk to them about the mindset, the relationship with food. A lot of people have deep-rooted beliefs around food that they're not even aware of. So it's, it's changing the action without changing um, the actual um, reason that you're creating the action. Absolutely. So we've got less than two minutes uh, to our break. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned in the intro is that you've got a mission to help people overcome obesity. And uh, was there, what was it that, that prompted that? Was there somebody in your life that was overweight that you wanted to help? Or are you just seeing a general problem and you're just, you wanted to fit into that solution? Yeah. You know, as, as, as I've grown, it, it's really, so it's more about wanting people to be happy with who they are. And most yeah. people that are severely obese are, are not happy. The quality of life as well. Um, also, the, the chronic pain in their body is so much worse when you're carrying that weight. I've lived with chronic pain. I understand it. Um, but really, it's, that's just, you know, we all have our way that we choose to impact the world. And so um, that's what I want to do is find a way 
uh, whether it's through our food supply, whether it's through education, information, but really just making an impact, giving people that are trying to improve their health um, a fighting chance. Fantastic. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. He's been on the show before, and it's been quite a while, so we're glad that Tyson is back with us today. We will talk about uh, HGH in the next segment. We'll talk about anti-aging. We'll talk about nutrition. We'll talk about uh, gut health. We'll talk about a lot of things. It's going to be fantastic. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee, and he is the owner of TyFit. And if you have not uh, ordered my book, uh, Success Profiles Conversations with High Achievers, please go ahead and do that. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes & Noble. You can even go into the store and find it there. And if they don't have it, make them order it. Please do that. It's really great. I've had tons of great feedback about that book, so I'm very excited about it. So, Tyson, let's talk about anti-aging. This seems to be all the rage. People are wanting to look younger. They're wanting to feel younger. No one wants to get old. People just aren't embracing the idea of growing old gracefully. <laughs> so tell us about your work in the anti-aging arena because this is fascinating. All right. Well, um, you know, there's so many different other angles uh, to come at this. I come out at it from a hormonal angle. Um, you know, um, a lot of, from a scientific standpoint, a lot of what happens um, when we start to age is just a change in our hormonal, um, you know, in our hormones. And 
around the age of 30, and if we're um, unhealthy and obese, um, it can happen even earlier, um, but around the age of 30, we start to really lose a significant amount of human growth hormone, um, and it, it's HGH, so what is it? Well, when you're young, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a growth hormone, but when you reach full maturity, um, it's been deemed as like the fountain of youth, so it is the fit hormone. The more of this hormone that you have coursing through your body, the leaner you are, the faster your metabolism is, the better you feel, the faster you recover, um, the more elasticity and collagen that your, your skin has. It's absolutely phenomenal. So I have really focused on anti-aging from a hormonal standpoint. Now, celebrities like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston have been getting human growth hormone injections for, for years, and this is why so many people that we look up to or so many celebrities look so young um, later in life. Now, I don't actually recommend synthetic injections, so everything that I teach my clients to do is natural. Um, but we have found ways to actually mim mimic these same human growth hormone injections that people get for anti-aging. We've been able to mimic those um, with natural exercise and diet. And there's uh, you know several different ways that you can increase HGH, and we can talk about some of those. But really, the more HG, the more that you raise your levels of HGH, the younger you're going to look and feel. Um, and there are so many other things. You know, I mean, I could talk on anti-aging for hours, um, but that's the big one. Fantastic. So let's talk about that. You talk about natural production of HGH. How how does that happen? Does it have to? It has to do with exercise. It has to do with diet or both. Correct. It has to do with both, and it has to do a lot with sleep too. Um, mm. So you always tell people, you know, nutrition and um, exercise is so important. Well, sleep is so important. If somebody gets a consistent four and a half, five hours of sleep, like for months and months, um, it really has a negative effect on their human growth hormone levels. But so HGH, um, it's, we produce it out of our pituitary gland. Now, the average person um, holds a backstore of anywhere from, 0.5 to a gram of HGH, but we can hold up to 10 grams of HGH. The reason that we don't produce a lot of it is because a lot of our sedentary lifestyles have stopped the production of human growth hormone. So the good news is, is that when you start producing human growth hormone, about three to six months later, you're looking back and you're able to elicit 10 times the amount of HGH um, that you were once able to elicit. So these workouts keep getting more impactful the longer and more consistent you stay with them. Um, so we release it like that. There's a high-intensity interval, so HIIT training. Um, any type of high-intensity interval is going to raise HGH levels more than, um, let's say, you know, cardio or sometimes even weight training. Well, we're learning so much about the human body right now. Um, there's a couple other different mechanisms too. So I'm just going to kind of bunch them all together for you. Mm -hmm. If you want to increase your human growth hormone levels, high intensity is good. To be specific, sprint intervals, eight of them at full repetition, 30 seconds on, 90 seconds off. Um, I won't go into them now, but there are four specific thresholds that you must hit. Basically, I'll tell you this. If you're sprinting or moving as fast as humanly possible, whether you're on cardio equipment, running um, on a bike, then you're doing it. It really is full 100% intensity. So after eight rounds of that, the average increase is a 771% increase in human growth hormone. And now you add something 
like intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting produces more GH2 because we're in a caloric deficit or well, we're zero calories. And at the end of a fast, we start producing more human growth hormone. So over like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, even up to 20 hours into a fast, we may not have caloric fuel, but we are producing a large amount of human growth hormone, which helps the body recover, regenerate, um, and rebuild itself. And so that is phenomenal as well. A couple other um, quick tips is glutamine. Um, you know, the research goes back and forth on this, but we're learning anywhere from 5 to 10 grams of L-glutamine a day to boost GH levels definitely before you work out um, and possibly once before bed because you secrete human growth hormone in rapid eye movement sleep, short for, R R you know, REM sleep. And so that is another time that you produce it. Now you get the fasting in conjunction with the high intensity and it is absolutely phenomenal. Instead of a 771% increase, you're looking at as much as an 1800% increase in women and a 2400% increase in men. And go back to some of my latest research, we're actually learning new things that produce human growth hormone in the body. So from the research that we have, we're actually learning that activation of stabilizer muscles in the body is responsible for the amount of human growth hormone that we produce. So basically what you need to know is go to a trainer, get on YouTube, find out how to activate your stabilizer muscles, find out what those are, how to engage them, how they work. And the more stabilizer muscles that you can activate throughout the body in any given workout, the more human growth hormone you're going to produce. What are the stabilizer muscles? So stabilizer muscles are the motor function muscles, so to speak. You know, we have our big, our big regular muscles, but what makes all those muscles move and work? It's the stabilizer muscles. Those are the little tiny muscles in between our spine and our joints. So for instance, have you ever held a weight up just straight above your head, like with just a, just a dumbbell, right? What's, what's going to happen? It's going to start shaking. It's going, going to start going back and forth. Now, yes. you could hold that same amount of weight up on a pulley, right? And you're not going to get that or even less range of motion um, with a barbell versus a dumbbell. But basically, stabilizer muscles are the motor unit muscles. That's, as you can think about, like, a, I don't know how technical you are physics, but basically, like, the motor units in an engine. And so they control the movement and uh, a lot of functionality. And they keep our posture in place. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love that you mentioned sprinters uh, because you never see a fat sprinter. All the track stars are thin and they're in really great shape. If someone is not in great shape, would would doing this on an exercise bike be okay too to start with? Absolutely. And I actually recommend that. So unless you're already an athlete, I do not recommend or endorse you going out and sprinting at full speed, especially if you've been sedentary for 10 years. Start on cardio equipment and build it up. Do a couple sprints at 50 to 75% intensity. You know, build it up. But, yes, eventually the goal is to be able to go eight 30-second rounds with 90-second breaks. Oh, and they've also found recent research that shorter breaks, lifting weights, in between lifting weights, 60-second breaks in between um, sets is kind of the sweet spot for HGH production. Oh, okay. That's good to know because I know sometimes people like to take shorter breaks and – Sometimes if you're taking a longer break, you're tempted to start talking to people or get on your phone. I mean, 
it's just ridiculous waiting for equipment and people are just not not working out like they're supposed to be so that's awesome anything else about hgh that you like to talk about no that's like a broad spectrum so basically just a recap if you do sprints if you intermittent fast meaning fast um anywhere from 16 to 20 hours a day um activate your stabilizer muscles take 60 second breaks um consume a good amount of l-glutamine um and those are a good handful of ways for people to get started yeah. And I know the 16 to 20 hours sounds like a lot, but basically if you uh, skip breakfast and wait until your noon meal, that that should about cover it, right? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Fantastic. Let's talk about nutrition. Let's just say, for example, that you find yourself in a career where you are eating out a lot. You're at restaurants where you travel a lot, mm-hmm. or even if you're just once in a while wanting to enjoy uh, you know, a nice meal somewhere and you're wondering if you should use a cheat meal or not, how can we eat healthy at a restaurant or when we're traveling? Okay. Well, the good news is, is it's way easier to do today than even three to five years ago because oh, the good. consumer, uh, you guys see all the changes that are happening with our foods and our stores and our restaurants and people are becoming more health conscious. So more restaurants are catering to the healthy individual. So no matter where you're at, you should be able to find something. Um, now, the three things that you want to avoid for a nutrition standpoint, and obviously we, we know sugar and carbs, and carbs are not bad. It's just specific types of carbs, right? So the three things that you really want to avoid sticking in your body is sugar. Um, the second is hydronated oils, which are... Um, canola oils, like, you know, they're all basically the oils that they stick into food to preserve them. Most restaurants cook with these oils. Most people are know to avoid sugar. Most people don't think about the hydrogenated oils. And the more people that we can get on this bandwagon, the quicker that the restaurants are going to start cooking in things like coconut oil uh, and healthier oils. The third thing is glyphosate. And I know that's not a nutrition compound, but it's something that needs to be brought to the surface and you know, brought to people's attention. Uh, you guys have all heard of Monsanto. Like, I'm not going to sit here and go on a big rampage, but the fact of the matter is, is that we're all consuming a lot of Roundup um, in the you know, glyphosate, and it's in 70% of the air we breathe. Um, it's ruining um, the microbiome. It's ruining gut health. It's ruining a lot of things, communication chains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing you want to do is avoid those three things. How do you, how do you avoid glyphosate? Well, you, you basically eat organic, um, and there's not even a guarantee that you're going to do it, um, at that point. Um, and okay. then, so if you're just going to like an olive garden, obviously you can get a salad, um, you can order chicken. If you ask what that chicken is grilled in, if it's grilled in a certain type of oil, you simply can have them cook it in water. Um, if you're at a fancier restaurant, you can bring your own fats, which I actually do. Um, and I have some places here locally that I'm, I'm a, enough of a regular that they cater to me because I spend a good amount of money. But awesome. doing this, doing this and being healthy in today's day and age and knowing I'm going to be busy, okay. it's really, really important to have some of those things already set up. Fantastic. So We're at our break. Now. We're at our break. We'll come right back and we'll finish this discussion on the other side. This is Successful Fries Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and my very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. Once again, if you've not ordered my book, Conversations with High Achievers, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it in Barnes & Noble, you can find it everywhere. And before the break, we were talking about healthy eating and restaurants. And one of the things that I want to explore, Tyson, is the idea of eating organic. You did bring this up in passing during the last segment. Let's talk about where to find organic food. Lots of people think, you know, there we'll go to the grocery store, there's an organic section, but really isn't the best place to find organic sources of food going to a farmer's market? Um, farmer's market would be one of them. To be honest, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, um, the best way to get organic food is to grow it yourself. Well, there you um, go. So, um, you know, if you're going to make the choice to be healthy and you have an area where you have some land and you can build a greenhouse, um, you're going to save your money in the long run anyways by producing your own uh, vegetables. Then, you know, the fertilizer and what gets on them and what doesn't go on them um, is your discretion. Absolutely. Farmers markets. Yes, farmers markets as well. Awesome. So let's say that you are going to a farmer's market because I know down here in Arizona, there's lots of those, especially, well, actually all year round, but lots of times when the snowbirds come down here, they love exploring the farmer's markets. So rather than just grabbing stuff that you see that looks good, I know you tend to ask these vendors questions. What are your favorite questions to ask a vendor at a farmer's market before you decide to buy it? Okay, well, when you're going to a farmer's market, a lot of times you can assume that the food is going to be locally grown, right? And we hear about eating honey for, for allergies, right, in, from where our food is grown. Um, and then you see it advertised. At the, maybe it's a local grocery station where you're, somebody brought in some local produce they're selling. Um, eating local to your, where you live um, is very, very important for your microbiome. Um, and the reason being is because we have good and bad bacteria everywhere. Um, but the good bacteria that protects us from the bad bacteria um, is in our environment. And so when we are constantly eating food sourced from all over the world, um, the bacteria on that food is not actually set up to protect and allow you to thrive in the environment. So there's actually a place out here in Gilbert, Arizona, 
that I have gone a couple times, and you can go actually pick your own produce. You can go out into the field and pick your own carrots, and no, no kidding, Brian, I pick it up, I, I just wipe, it, wipe the dirt off my pants, and I eat it. And do I do this all the time? No. But just by going, what you're getting is soil-based organisms. I don't want to get too far off track, but it's for your gut health. It is very important to eat local um, to your environment. And, like, if you can leave a little bit of the dirt on, don't hesitate. Don't, it doesn't need to be perfectly clean um, because the fact of the matter is, is that is actually going to help your health and your immune system. So the other question, um, let's, let's, you know, it really depends what you're shopping for. So let's say that you're shopping for fish. Fish is a big one. People love fish. Mm -hmm. um, when I go and I order, basically, and I get fish, I want to make sure where it's sourced is important, okay? Now, we have a lot of mercury and a lot of toxicity in the ocean. And so, for instance, if you're eating a lot of fish that comes out of the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean, chances are that, if, you know, after years, you could get mercury toxicity because there's a high level of mercury in fish. I don't want to scare anybody. So when I go get my fish, I want it sourced from either Alaska, Norway, or Canada because the amount of mercury in those waters is much lower. And so it's not always about what is the food, right? Like, so, oh, well, bread is bad. Well, how are you making the bread? Fish is either good or bad. Well, where are you, um, where are you getting it? Where is it sourced? Now, also, it's very important to get wild fish. Farmed fish is regulated by a different industry, and they allow 25 times the amount of PCBs in farm fish that they allow in basically wild fish. So if 125th the amount they allow in wild fish are in farm fish was found in wild fish, they would actually throw it out and say that it's not for human consumption. But yet they allow 25 times the amount of cancer-causing chemicals in farm fish. It's so unhealthy. I recommend people eat it less than three times a year. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so we have that, that fish. So where your meat is sourced from, if you're buying from a local farmer and you're buying meat, it's not enough to ask them if it's grass-fed. You actually want to also ask if it's grass-finished. Um, basically, we're moving to a spot where grass-fed is going to be able to be labeled grass-fed by what grass-fed means to the actual farmer, not the consumer. And so we're moving into really murky waters. Um, so, you know, you want to ask the diet of the, you know, what the diet the diet of the animal was and you want to find grass fed as well as grass finished because what farmers are doing is they're grass feeding the cows and then eight to 12 weeks before slaughter they start to feed them the same crap they feed the other cows so that they blow up they gain a bunch of weight they make more money and then they label it grass fed mm. so that is important local is important and then obviously just organic um it's very very important to eat organic um and nice. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Fantastic. You touched on gut health a little bit earlier. Let's talk about probiotics and prebiotics because I know you're very passionate about this topic too. Um, yeah, so, okay. So probiotics are the healthy bacteria in your gut that allow you to thrive. Prebiotics are the food that the probiotics live off. It's a symbiotic relationship, not only between the bacteria and you, between the bacteria and the food that they eat. If you are consuming a bunch of junk that bad bacteria likes to thrive on, um, and you're putting probiotics in your system, uh, they may operate and do their function for a minute, but then they're going to die because they can't live in that environment. Um, and if that happens, nobody is benefiting. I mean, gut health is a major 
major um, issue. You know, and I mean, there's so much that we could talk about. Um, let me see, I'm trying to get value. When you guys are buying probiotics, when you guys are purchasing probiotics, um, one of the big issues is not all probiotics are created equal. So, you know, when you look at the back, you want, there's usually an asterisk. And when you look at that asterisk, it'll either say one of two things. It'll say how many, however many CFU is in the probiotic. Like you see it, 50 billion CFU, 100 billion CFU. Well, that will have an asterisk next to it. And if you turn the probiotics around the other side, that asterisk will either say it date of expiration or a time of manufacture. Now, if it's a date of expiration, you can basically guarantee that the 50 billion CFU are good to go. If it is a time of manufacture, um, you can probably bet that 50% of those probiotics, if not more, are dead. Mm. Wow. So that's, just to give yeah. people as much value, I mean, you want a good probiotic and a prebiotic, they go together. Um, Google a list of prebiotic fibers, prebiotic foods, implement those into your diet. Um, most people do skip the prebiotic. It's not something that we talk about nearly as much as probiotics and the two go in together. Um, you're going to rehab your gut in, I mean, a third of the time with prebiotics as well. Okay. Are you a believer in supplements at all? Yeah, it depends. I'm a bigger believer in whole food supplements, but we're getting to a point, um, Brian, where our food is so tainted and to find truly clean food is so difficult. It's not nearly as nutrient rich. So to stay really healthy if you're not growing your own food in today's day and age is tough to do without a little outside help. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are sugar burners because they eat a lot of sugar, uh, but there's been a lot of discussion about being a fat burner instead. How does that happen? We've probably got maybe three or four minutes to the break. Okay. So fat adaption. People automatically assume, oh, fat burner, ketosis, high fat. It's two different things. Fat adaption is the process of your body burning fatty acids for energy, right? Most people are sugar burners, meaning that they have a diet set up which, which their body prefers to burn sugar. Well, what's the problem with this? Well, when you're three or four hours without caloric fuel, um, you're actually going to break down muscle glycogen to create glucose for the ATP pathway. A fat burner would dig into its adipose tissue and burn um, fat triglycerides, um, for energy. Ketones are used in replacement of glucose for brain energy. Okay, so ketones are what refills the brain. Now, it takes two weeks to make the, fat, the switch from sugar burner to fat burner. How do you make the switch? You eliminate processed carbohydrates. You eliminate carbohydrates almost nearly for two weeks in general. A little bit of white rice, squash, sweet potatoes is okay. Um, you're going to basically replace those carbohydrate calories with healthy fat calories. And in between t 10 and 14 day period, um, you will feel a little bit weak and all of a sudden you'll make the switch. Once you make the switch, there are three things that you can do, um, which we may have to wait till the end of the break. There are three things which you can do to increase fat metabolism and to further, um, further move the switch along. Here's the cool part. It takes two weeks to make the switch, but it takes two years for fat adaption and fat burning in the body to reach full maturity, meaning that you will continue to increase your fat metabolism for two years after doing um, the, you know, what I'm about to share with the three weights. Wow. That's really cool. Looks like we've got about two minutes or so to the end. Is that something that you want to talk about now or do you want to hold yeah. that off? 
Go ahead. Yeah, so we can definitely talk about it. So the three things that you want to do to become more fat adapted, okay? One is, we already talked about it, removing processed carbohydrates um, and processed sugars and even fruit while you're making the switch. Then consume a large amount of fat. Right. Also, put your body in situations where it's forced to run off fat. Training first thing in the morning before breakfast, if you do eat breakfast. Doing that, it's going to put your body in a position where it's going to have to learn to run off something besides sugar because your glucose stores in the body are depleted. The more that you give your body a chance to run off fat, um, the better it's going to do. The last thing to run off fat um, and, and prolong the, the fuel mix switch is fasting. Because obviously, if you're fasting, you're going, you know, 16, 20 hours without food, your body's put in a position where it's forced to dig into its adipose tissue and burn its own stored fat for energy as your primary fuel source. Wow, that's fantastic. We are coming up against our break. I know, I, I do want to ask while I'm thinking about it, where can people learn more about you? Where can they find you to reach out to you? Yeah, my Instagram is at the Action Boss. I don't do all the Snapchat, anything like that. It's just Instagram, Facebook. You can find me on Facebook, Tyson James Lee. You can go to www.theactionboss.com. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm around. So Facebook is a great way to connect with me or Instagram. Yeah. Again, that's and, at the Action Boss and Tyson James Lee on Facebook. And you have a Facebook group too, right? I do, Tyson Elite Fitness. And I can absolutely provide you with the link um, to that um, for the show. Awesome. Thank you. And we are coming back right after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. We will come down the home stretch very shortly. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone as someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, 
ever. I had no idea he had installed it while I was on town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbertubles. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. He is the owner of TyFit. He helps people get in shape. He helps people with their nutrition, uh, with workouts, and, and all the things that we've been talking about today. You'll want to hear the replay if you missed any of it because we're talking about a lot of really amazing stuff. I want to ask, Tyson, because you have overcome depression in your life. I would love to hear about this journey because there may be people listening who either are themselves or know somebody who might be going through this right now. So how did you overcome this? Okay, so really quick backstory. Um, I grew up um, in Washington State. Obviously, it's got a very high rate of depression. Um, and then, you know, in my early, my early and late teens and even into my early 20s, um, I had a very bad substance um, abuse issue. Now, you know, and a lot of depression had come with that. Well, you know, we, we know the story. I took off from home, went to California, $600 in a backpack, and, and built this new life. And I had really thought, okay, well, now I'm, I'm happy with life. And, and I really hadn't even slightly touched depression um, in the three years I had been gone. And about a year ago, um, my mother um, got sick um, mm. with cancer and has since passed. Okay. And you never really understand how this is going to impact you. Um, I really didn't even realize it at the time, but basically fell into a massive depression. Um, bills were not getting paid. Um, this is, you know, after having a success where I'm running a multiple six-figure business um, for the first two years of the business, going into the third year, things just kind of started to fall apart because I started to fall apart. Um, I was missing phone, client phone calls. Um, I, I was not nearly as timely as I used to be. Um, I was less motivated. I didn't want to get out of bed, and it was brutal. And then my mother passes, and here I am, still depressed, scraping by, and a lot of people do not know that up until about three months ago or two months ago, for the six to eight months before that, I was literally scraping by, and this is after flourishing, and it's because of the depression. And now I'm getting a point where my car payment's late. Um, I need to pay rent, right? Like it's going this, mm-hmm. I've maxed out credit cards and I'm not doing anything. And this is what really scared me because every time that I had my back up against the wall, I would produce. And here I was just like letting things crumble, just like, yep, I deserve it. And I came across some really remarkable um, material and I started to dot, look at old journals and, and I started to look at how I was operating and living my life when I was thriving and when I was really happy. And now while I was still lifting weights, I wasn't doing the sprints as much. I wasn't doing the high intensity. And when I look back and looked at everything, I realized that one of the big parts 
that was missing was me training my butt off. And I mean training, like going into the gym with a mission, coming out dripping in sweat. That's what saved my life in the first place. And it's so funny that I allowed it to go. I came across some information. So real quickly, I want to talk and touch on um, what, what exercise does. We know that it makes you feel better. It is not the endorphins. You guys, so when you, when you take an antidepressant, it will, like, help you metabolize or, um, dopamine or serotonin better, right, because it's a deficiency. It will give you more of the hormone that makes you feel good. What exercise does is it balances brain chemistry. So think about this for a second. We're not talking about just depression. We're also talking about anxiety, bipolar disorder. And I am not a doctor, and I'm not sitting here claiming to have a cure. All we know is that all these, all these mental illnesses are sim- simply chemical imbalances in the body, and we know that exercise balances all the chemicals in the brain. And so it was so funny because I, I, I teach this for a living and here it was right in front of my nose and the answer to me getting out of this depression and moving forward, Brian, the whole time was exercising, but not just exercising, exercising the correct way. Mm. Now, I actually have a formula that I am going to give the audience. If you are severely depressed, first off, the first thing to know is you're not alone. Um, there are people that will help. You can reach out to me on social media, and I will have a conversation if that is what you need. The first thing, and then the second thing to realize is it's not going to be easy to become undepressed. If you're waiting just to wake up one day and have the energy and things to be different, you will wait forever. You actually have to get up and fight this. And the first couple times that you try to exercise in this depressed state, you will feel so bad, so low energy, like you can't do it. Just move forward. And within, so one 30-minute bout of exercise has been shown to improve depression. One 30-second bout of exercise. So this stuff starts to work immediately, and it works better the more consistently you do it. And so if you are moderate, moderate depression, um, you basically want to burn over 560 calories um, a week doing steady-state cardio. Okay, so that typically translates into about, you know, an hour and a half. It just depends who you are. Um, And then if you're severely depressed, it's over a thousand calories. For me, the sweet spot is about two and a half hours a week. So I train very, so I either do high intensity intervals, the sprints, or I will get on a bike and ride 10 to 15 miles. And now that I'm exercising like this, so what happened, and I want to share this with the audience, this is what's truly remarkable. Well, my finances didn't immediately improve. Bills didn't automatically get paid. But for some reason, I could see the light. Even though the situations and circumstances hadn't changed around me, I became more optimistic. And so it isn't your current circumstance or situation in life. It's you. But if you're waiting for your circumstances to change and one day that you're going to wake up and just feel better and then all of a sudden, you know, it's going to be unicorns and rainbows and it's going to be fun and laughter it it isn't but you're very close to the other side i have helped in the last three months since i've kind of figured this out i've helped almost a half dozen people come out of depression and within two weeks they're almost symptomless within two weeks they are almost symptomless wow that's fantastic That is crazy. So while I'm thinking about it, we can find you on social media. We can just look for Tyson James Lee. We can find you on Instagram. At the Action Boss. At, at the at the Action Boss. 
Fantastic. Um, Facebook is Tyson James Lee. I have a free fitness group that I dump a ton of information into called TyFit Elite Fitness. That's That's T-Y-F-I-T Elite Fitness. Yep. And I'm in your group and I love it. It's great. Fantastic. So let's talk about your, your coaching program. Tell us about that. Who's it for? So it, you know, well, the first thing I'll tell you is it's not for everybody and neither am I. (laughs) Right. Uh, It is not for everybody and neither am I. Who is it for? It is for people that are tired of the yo-yoing, tired of the back and forth, people that are looking for a real sustainable result. Um, It is is not for um, people weak of mind. It is not for people that are not ready to change. It is not for people that are still lying to themselves. It It is a lifestyle shift program. I go into the psychology of nutrition. I teach different eating plans. In the final 30 days that I work with a client, we find how this looks for their life, not my life, not the way I coach for their life. Look, as long as you're continually moving in the right direction, you're going to eventually get there. You don't have to have six-pack abs. You don't have to be super strict on your diet. What you do is you have to do more positive things the negative things. You've got to learn the little tips and tricks that you can do while you're taking a shower, while you're doing something else that will speed your metabolism, the things that you can ingrain into your head, the habitual compound interest, the stuff that's going to stack up over the next 10, 20, 30 years. So it is for people. um, I've helped people lose over 100 pounds. So it's from anybody that wants to simply improve their health to lose weight. It is full. It is a full-blown eight-week basically education, college size education on all things health and wellness, on all things fat adaption, exercise-induced human growth hormone, anti-aging, um, ultimate human performance. And I work with people in 90-day chunks. And then if you want my information, we also sell just the course. I have a 21-day fat burner course. Um, I have a eight-week um, do-it-yourself. Um, if you don't need me jumping up your butt every day, you can simply go through the daily content, do it, and learn from me via um, audio and video. Fantastic. We've got about four minutes until the end, so I want to ask a couple more quick questions. Uh, number one, who is your most influential mentor? My person, personal mentor or looking up to? Uh, either one. Um, who I have tried to take more from than any other individual um, is Bruce Lee. Wow. So Bruce Lee has always been the guy that I've tried to model Um you know, my, myself and my habits and my discipline after him, I have, I achieved it in, 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 in spurts, in spurts. Um, mm-hmm. but Bruce sets a, sets a high bar and I've got a, a picture of him. I'm looking at right now. Wow. Fantastic. I, I normally do ask toward the end who inspires and motivates you. I would imagine that Bruce Lee is your answer. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. And, uh, if you could talk to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Uh, fail quicker and faster. Um, don't be so afraid of what other people think. Mm. Um, you know, yesterday's pretty irrelevant when tomorrow gets here. So, um, just keep moving, keep your head, um, focus, focus on yourself. Um, but really just, uh, live life with a little less fear. Don't be so afraid of the things that aren't, should, you shouldn't be afraid of like other people. Yeah. Do you think the 18 year old version of yourself would have taken that advice? Oh, I think he may have tried. Um, I think I was always well, but, you know, had good intentions. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted to. What I really had to do for my own success, Brian, is I really had to learn how to get out of my own way. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> me too. And, 
there was no conversation that I could have with the 18 ver- year old version myself that would, would get him to understand that. Fantastic. We got about a minute and a half to the end. One more time. How can we find you, Tyson? Okay. Tyson James Lee on Facebook. I run a private Facebook group called TriFit Elite Fitness. Um, Instagram, at the Action Boss. Um, those are the only social media channels that I do. Um, and I do have a YouTube channel. We just back up a lot of Facebook stuff. The world kind of seems to revolve around Instagram and Facebook, so that's where we spend our time. And then you can reach out to me on Facebook. And if you're really struggling, um, I, I really am. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I'm happy to lend you um, some tools and some guidance. You know, And that's really more geared towards the people that are dealing with depression. It's something that I recently got out of you know, just again in my life. And so it's very fresh and I understand how overwhelming, um, and dark it can seem. Absolutely. And the actionboss.com is your website. Yep. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you, Tyson, for being back. It was fun to have you back again and you delivered you, you brought it. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. All right. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 o'clock Eastern where I interview a world-class achiever and learn what they did to succeed, what they failed at and overcame, and what lessons can we extract. And, of course, we explore the area of expertise that they enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next week. Have a wonderful week. Take everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for being with us. Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 